What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fit to Live podcast. I am your host, Sydney Tollett, and you are listening to episode 39, Five Easy Ways to Improve Dietary Adherence. So I wanted to make this episode because I feel like adherence to diets is something that so many people struggle with or maybe like if you're a coach you see so many of your clients struggle with so I wanted to make this episode in hopes that it just gives you some ideas some tips maybe some tough love that you need and I think it'll be really helpful for a lot of people because it's really it it is so frustrating whenever you have a goal that you want to get to and maybe you even have the plan that you know you should be following but you just don't adhere to it and then you are almost always in this cycle of like wanting to diet and like you have the mental burnout from dieting yet you never really see the results from it because you're just like not adherent enough um and I've just seen that cycle so many times when people are just honestly they've kind of given up on their goals when really we just need to tweak maybe the approach that they're taking, improve adherence, and um, really educate that person just like on a lot of things. But for this episode specifically, I'm going to go over adherence. So that's what we're going to get into. Um, I actually, before we do get into this episode, if you guys enjoy the podcast, I would really, really appreciate ratings and reviews. It just helps honestly push out my podcast and it'll recommend obviously episodes to people um, who may be looking to learn about this or similar topics. So ratings and reviews are always appreciated. Um, If you ever want to um, message me questions from a podcast, ideas for future podcasts, please feel free to do so. But those things are always greatly appreciated. In the show notes, I will be putting my um, one up nutrition discount code. If you guys are looking for any good supplements, you can use code SID20. I am with one up nutrition now. If you didn't miss, or I guess if you missed that announcement, but some of my favorites, I love, love, love their pineapple greens and reds powder. I'm obsessed with the chocolate peanut butter blast whey protein. I love the vegan peanut butter protein and then their non-stimulant pre-workout in the lemon lime flavor. Those are some of my favorite products from them. But yeah, you can use code SID20. They also do free shipping and you also get to add samples to your cart for free. Who doesn't love that? So I will link that in the show notes and then I will also link my coaching one-on-one coaching application if anyone is interested in that I'll talk about that maybe a little bit more at the end of the podcast but um yeah with that being said let's jump into this so we're gonna go through five easy ways to improve dietary adherence and easy might be you know the wrong word maybe we want to say simple ways because sometimes simple things aren't necessarily easy for people to implement but regardless you get the point so Number one is going to be to keep your meals simple and potentially even a little bit more quote-unquote boring as you get further along. Now we're going to obviously, the whole point of a podcast, or at least for me, is because I can give so much context. So if you aren't somebody who likes context, go follow the people who just point at stuff on Instagram and Reels. But I've tried that and it's just, I can't do it. I have to give so much context and I think that that's what truly educates people. So stick around if you're here for that. But 
So as far as keeping meals simple, so how is this going to help with dietary adherence? Well, what we have to realize is that when you're dieting, you are in an energy deficit. And so you are going to feel a little bit more lazy sometimes. You're not going to want to put as much mental energy into certain things, even physical energy into certain things. And you might think when you get really motivated about a diet that you're going to want to do that, but I promise once you actually feel that deficit, you're not going to want to do complicated things or extra things. And so I found this honestly with myself in a past diet that I did. At first, I was starting off with still doing like some complex recipes that I wanted to try that just had a ton of ingredients, a lot of prep time. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, I can't like, I can't do this because I get to dinner, for example, and I have this thing that I tracked in, but I don't feel like doing that much for my meal. So I would much rather call somewhere and get something or oh, maybe I'll just try to like squeeze these random things in my macros instead because I don't feel like doing this. But if I would have just planned to keep it a little bit more simple, would have just made adherence so much easier. And so it doesn't mean never have a more complex recipe where, yeah, you got to prep a bunch of stuff and there's a bunch of ingredients. But by keeping it simple, it's just going to reduce the likelihood that you don't end up making that meal. Um, and then also, too, by keeping meals simple, honestly, you're probably going to, quote-unquote, waste less macros on random stuff. So, like, if you're doing some big complex recipe and maybe it has this little sauce that you made with it and then it has, like, this oil in it and this and that, that meal could add up to a lot of macros, which isn't necessarily a, quote-unquote, bad thing. But it's like we're trying to adhere to a diet and we're using up, let's say, I don't know, 15 grams of your carbs on this sauce that you made for this complex recipe and then like 20 grams of fat for all the oils that they put in it. It's not that the sauce is bad or the oil is bad, but if you're doing that in a diet phase, you're probably not going to be maybe like as full and satisfied as if you used those on other things. Um, part of it is like the mental aspect too. I just like more volume of foods. And so for me, I'd rather get more volume out of like maybe the sauce carbs and maybe I use like a sugar-free one instead or whatever it is. Um, so keeping things simple can help a lot for that. And then for that second kind of sub point in number one where I said, potentially even being more boring as you get further along. So this is because, let's say as food gets lower, um, you're feeling the hunger a little bit more, you're feeling the deficit a little bit more. If you focus too much on trying to make all of your foods like this super fun, aesthetic, like the most tasty, hyper-palatable thing ever, you are probably going to be so hyper-focused on food that it's going to be harder to actually stick to it than if you almost just kind of got in, I, I hate to like use this word, but it's like the best word I can think of because it's, I mean, diets are supposed, they're not supposed to be forever. Like it's a short term thing. So if you almost get into just like a robot mode, um, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy your food. It doesn't mean you can't like at least salt your meals and stuff. But if you almost get into more of like routine mode with your meals where it's just like, okay, here's my meal. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to go about my life rather than like your whole day and all of your mind being towards food. Because what can happen to, let's say that you make something super hyper palatable and you're still in a calorie deficit though. So you have a little bit more hunger than normal and then that food could potentially make you want to eat more of those kinds of things. It doesn't mean never ever track in something that is a little bit more hyper palatable or never make a fun meal. 
that's definitely not my point, but overall, the further along you get, you may find that it's easier for you to stick to your diet and you just have less food focus by just keeping your meals honestly kind of boring and simple. Um, just kind of gets the job done. You get your food in, you you know, load it up with maybe fibrous veggies and such so that you stay a little bit more satisfied. Um, I'm not saying that you have to hate the taste of your meals by any means, but they might be a little bit more boring, you know? Um, and I think that that can actually help to improve dietary adherence. And then, you know, you can save those more fancy aesthetic whatever meals for maybe another phase of your of your journey. And again, you can track them in from here, here and there if you want. And you can track all those things if you want. I'm just trying to give you tips um, because you might find that you end up with excessive food focus and just like not really ever feeling satisfied. Um, but you're not ever going to feel maybe fully satisfied in deficit anyways. But you get my point. We're trying to help improve dietary uh, adherence here. So that was number one. Keep things simple, potentially even more boring as you get further along. Um, and then the second point is going to be, and I have a couple sub points in this one too, but don't do anything too drastic. So remember, we're looking to improve adherence to your diet because adherence is literally the key to seeing success in your diet. So um, if we can improve adherence, we're going to improve success with your diet. So that's why we're doing this. So don't do anything too drastic. There's a couple ways that we can kind of look at this. So one of those things is going to be calorie wise. So just in general, creating a calorie deficit that's going to get you results but that's not so drastic that number one you end up potentially losing muscle which we don't want but also we have to consider the mental side of things how long realistically can you stick from let's say somebody was eating on average 2200 calories like for their week per day um you that may sound like oh who's actually doing that but if you think about it even the lady who under eats during the week and then goes and you know kind of pigs out a little bit on the weekend, she's probably averaging higher than she even realizes. So let's say they're averaging 2,200 a day and then they're like, I'm starting a diet, 1,200 calories. That is a lot <laughs> of a drop um, to that intake. And so that's something where, yeah, that person might be able to adhere to that for a little bit, but then what's going to happen? Adherence is going to start to slip. And also, I mean, that's just not, that. let's just not do that anyways for the sake of our hormones, our muscle, all the things, but again, we're trying to stick to adherence here. If I can stop going down rabbit holes, um, but yeah, just in general, like how long is that going to be sustainable for that person before they do overeat, um, or just in general before they develop a really poor mindset towards food and dieting? So, calories is one thing. Another thing is when we're looking to set, you know, carbs and fats. I would say don't go too low on either. You know, some people want to do like a very minimal fat diet or very minimal carb diet. I personally, and this is partly from personal experience and just a little bit of anecdotal with clients and stuff, um, but I find that trying to keep things relatively kind of like, okay, let's keep in carbs and fats here can be helpful because like if you have no carbs, for example, that's what you're going to probably crave more of. And I find as well, it just doesn't really give flexibility for like, let's say you and your 
boyfriend or your husband or your partner or whatever were going to make X, Y, and Z dinner the next night. And so you were like, okay, I'm actually going to track this in ahead of time so that I can be sure that I can you know, enjoy this with so-and-so and still hit my numbers. But let's say that you had zero carbs to work with. And usually, you know, when you're in your perfect routine, it's all good. But then you have to do something like that. And you're like, oh no, I have none. So I find that leaving a little bit of both actually helps more with adherence too. And just from that perspective of if you quote unquote can't have something, <laughs> you kind of want it more. So, um, and your carbs and fats are, it doesn't mean you can just keep them super high because we got to get in our calorie deficit. So macros are going to come down as we diet, but I'm saying don't, I, I would suggest not going like no carb or like no fat, um, and keeping both in, um, I think can be very helpful for adherence. Unless you just know that one's going to work better for you. But honestly, like if you're resistant training and um, pushing yourself in the gym, which you should be with dieting to maintain your muscle and to continue to obviously like get the vesicles that you're after. Um, I, I don't like my clients going like super low carb anyways. Um, I only use low carb for like short periods of time for certain things that I may be working on with somebody. But that's we're getting on a tangent again. Point being, don't do anything too drastic in either direction. And the last little sub point on this one was just like avoiding an all or nothing mentality because that's just something that this doesn't really have to do necessarily with adherence, but I guess more so just success to a diet. So I guess a little bonus tip for this episode is I see this sometimes with people is like they'll have one day where maybe they overdid, maybe they just didn't eat in their deficit. So, okay, we were at maintenance for a day. And so wouldn't we rather just say, okay, my diet's going to take one day longer maybe than this person say, oh no, I did this for this day. Now let me do this for the whole week. Like that is such a big difference. And so it's like allowing things to come up in life. Like if you have something um, come up and you are on the road all day for work and it's just like way too hard to figure out how to hit your deficit, whatever. Okay. Eat it maintenance for the day and then get right back at it the next day. Um, if you have like an actual special event come up, whatever, like those kinds of things, instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm failing this, just be like, okay, maybe we'll be at maintenance today, but we're getting back on the deficit tomorrow rather than letting it, you know, spiral and create this negative mentality. It's just like, we have to put things into perspective. And we of course can't always be using that excuse or because if we use that excuse too much, then we're not going to be in a deficit enough. But um, yeah, so that's definitely something to, to consider. And um, I did also want to note there that when we're looking at like a calorie deficit, we are looking at like averages like over the weeks. So that's also what we have to, you know, be be considering when we're looking at that. But um, okay, so that was number two. I just wanted to like throw in that little bonus tip because all or nothing mentalities kind of goes along with being too drastic. So I thought it was like a good note. Okay, number three is going to be to utilize um, reverse diets and diet breaks. Um, so reverse diets obviously isn't something that you're necessarily going to do like during a diet phase, but the reason that I put this in here to help improve dietary adherence is because if you are constantly in diet mode and you never take time to build back up your metabolic rate, you never take time out of dieting, you're going to get burnt out. It's going to be harder to adhere. Um, and just, I mean, I'm not even going to go into maybe the negative health implications or negative relationship towards food implications. But when we look at adherence just as a whole, 
if you're constantly, constantly, constantly dieting and like you're having to get lower and lower and lower with your food because you refuse to take time to like, you know, rebuild that, then your adherence is just going to be more and more likely to go down. So reverse dieting periods between diet phases can be very helpful because also too you get you get that time where you do get to maybe enjoy more complex meals, have a little bit less food focus as you build your food up and it's just going to make you more excited and ready to diet and improve your adherence just because of that. And then as far as diet breaks, this can be really helpful throughout a diet. Um it also can have some good benefits like from a um, like hormonal perspective and, and things like that. Just getting some stress off the body, um, getting out of deficit for a little bit. But even more so, I would say the benefit that I personally use diet breaks for a lot. Sometimes it is to, you know, get some more carbs in the person, maybe get cortisol down a little bit, um, improve training performance and recovery and things like that. But even more so... Um, to give that person a mental break from being in a deficit. That way when we get back into the deficit, either the week after or maybe two weeks later, we actually see adherence improve or just maybe if they're already being really adherent, stay steady rather than trying to just keep grinding and then them hitting burnout and their adherence starting to slip. So I find that diet breaks are really helpful. I actually use those a lot with clients and since I coach a lot of lifestyle people, I like to use diet breaks when we know, like I like to plan them into the diet strategically. So so it's like, oh, this person is going to have vacation. This person is going to be traveling during this or whatever. So maybe we take this week and we just focus on maintenance. Um, I love to use them throughout diet periods. And I think that that's where we also have to get out of that, like, as fast as humanly possible, get this done. Um, and just allow things in life to be like, okay, you know what? I want to enjoy this week on vacation, not in a diet. And it's okay that for this week, I might not lose a pound, but we're going to get right back at it the next week. And the big thing with those is um, then we would just really want to focus on making sure we're at maintenance, not going into a crazy surplus. And usually I have people track for diet breaks, but I have some clients if, you know, they, if we kind of are in a mutual agreement that we can trust them to have almost like an intuitive week at maintenance, sometimes I'll do that. It really depends on the person there. Um, but yeah, diet breaks, reverse diet periods can be super helpful. Um, number four, so this is a really, 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 really big one. Um, all of these are important, but I mean, this one's huge. And this is like truly planning ahead because the people who are like really successful at anything in life typically don't have that much, if anything, crazy special. It's just that they execute and the reason that they're able to execute is because they have a plan in place to execute. And so if you are not planning ahead, you are going to be setting yourself up for poor dietary adherence. And even if you hit your macros by just like throwing a bunch of random stuff together, that's going to add up over time um, to maybe like uh, inconsistencies in some certain tracking variables or like inaccuracies in some certain tracking or just like you not feeling great because of the foods that you're choosing, um, different factors like that. And so even if you are winging it and somehow pulling it all together, that could also eventually lead to um, just more mental burnout. You might get more um, 
like a negative relationship towards tracking because you're always having to put so much thought into it rather than if you were like planned ahead and ready, you wouldn't really have to think much about it at all. You just execute the plan that you had already made. Um, so planning ahead, like reducing the effort that it's going to take you to execute the plan and some ideas for planning ahead. Um, obviously grocery shopping. So I would honestly pre-track a day or if you're someone who needs a little bit more variance in your diet, two different days that hit your macros where you have a majority of whole food sources, foods that are also going to, you know, fill you up, make you feel good, um, add volume to your meals, things like that. And honestly, when you're, when you're in a dieting phase, I would say most of your foods should be like that. But so let's say we plan out two different days. Now we're going to make a grocery list. Or you know what? If you want to make an excuse and say you can't go to the grocery store, even though you probably, most people probably can, you can literally get groceries delivered now. So no excuse there. Or there's like meal prep services too where you can literally customize your meals. You can literally do like chicken, broccoli, rice. Um, or obviously if you don't like that, that's fine. A lot of places have different combos. Um, I actually have uh, an Icon Meals link. I think it's still active. I'll put it in the show notes and... It might be active, it might not be, but that's what I used whenever I used to use a meal prep company. But um, anyways, so we're going to plan those out. And then now that you know, okay, I'm eating this this week, make your grocery list. Be sure you get everything on Sunday. Prep up some protein sources. Prep up some carb sources. If you want to prep up some veggie sources, you could. Um, a lot of times for me, I'll have like one veggie source prepped for lunches and then like the other ones that I don't really like left over, I just make them at the time of for dinner, but obviously you do you there. Um, but plan ahead and meal prep things because you can say all day, oh, I'll just cook that chicken when I want to make lunch, but then you're going to get to lunch and be like, I don't feel like cooking this chicken. So doing things like that to really help reduce the effort it takes you to actually execute the plan. Um, and then also planning ahead for, like I said, if you do have, maybe maybe when you're dieting, you're like, okay, I can do mostly like super simple kind of boring meals, but then maybe once or twice a week for dinner with your partner or your boyfriend or a friend or whatever, you do want to kind of switch it up and have a little bit of fun with the meal. You saw something on TikTok you wanted to try. Okay, plan that in ahead of time. So track that first plan the rest of your day around it. That'll also kind of show you like, okay, well, because I'm choosing to do this, this meal was a little bit higher fat, so I need to pull fats maybe lower here or or maybe change their recipe a little bit, whatever. Um, but planning ahead is going to be huge, reducing the effort to execute the plan and just in general, like <laughs> if you don't plan ahead, just you're not going to be able to adhere as well. And also another thing with adherence too and like planning ahead is planning for your environment. Like get stuff out of your house that's going to make you like not adhere to your diet. Like I have been doing this for years and years and years and still now I've had nights. I'm not in a diet right now, but I actually had a night the other night where I wasn't really that hungry, but I was like, I was just really, really bored and like um, a little bit stressed. And I remember I like looked in my fridge and I was like, I have nothing that I want to eat right now. But if I would have had like all of these different sweets and stuff in there that I really liked, I probably potentially could have overate on that. But because it wasn't there, I was not about to walk to the store to get something. I didn't want it that bad. I heard, um, who was it who said this? I think it was Mike Isertel. Um, he was talking about just the difference between um, like, what what were his words? I'm going to mess this up. This is not like a direct quote. I'm going to have to change it a little bit because I don't remember the exact words. But basically, there's 
there's such a, like, especially when, let's say you were dieting, the act of, like, eating that food in the moment that's already there is going to be something that is um, more, like, instinctual, right? But having to actually go get it is definitely more of, like, a, oh, I have to plan and actually do this. And when you're dieting, especially, you're not going to want to do that. So keep that stuff out of your house that you know would throw you off track. Um, and I think that that can definitely be good too. And that does not mean that you have a negative relationship to food. I think the big thing there is like education. I always like to make sure my clients know it's not that you can never have X food or it's not that this is bad or that you should be scared of it, but it's like we're trying to adhere to this. And if having that is going to make you go over your macros all the time, or if you try to track that in too often is going to take up too many calories for stuff that could actually fill you up, then we probably shouldn't do it all the time. Um, but yeah, getting stuff out of your house that you would probably make you <laughs> not adhere. That's going to be big as well. Um, and then the final point is going to be get accountability. And I know that this sounds like, oh, you just want to plug your coaching. Or maybe it doesn't sound like that. Whatever. But getting accountability, you guys, is huge. And maybe it's not for me, okay? Um, but if you have a goal, especially if you want to do a diet phase, accountability is huge. If you know that you have to send me a check-in every week and I'm going to look at your adherence for the week, that is so much more motivating to hit your plan than if it's just you. I mean, for me too, like I've had a coach for pretty much every diet I've done because it's so easy to make excuses for ourselves. Well, oh, this came up or oh, it was just because of this. But it's like, okay, adherence is adherence. So you can tell yourself whatever you want but it is what it is. If you're not in your deficit for the week, you're not in your deficit. And so accountability can be huge for that. And honestly, too, with accountability, at least with my coaching, it's not just like accountability where I'm just like good check-in, bad check-in. Like that's not how it is. Like you also are going to get support. You're going to get your questions answered, your concerns addressed. Like you're going to get education and guidance on how to actually periodize your phases so that you're not just dieting all the time. That's such an issue in our industry. Um, so accountability though is huge. And with my coaching, um, just if you are interested, you do get a weekly check-in with me. You're going to have your workouts written for you in an app. You're going to have your macros. Um, you know, some people don't start with macros. Some people I start more habit-based and work into macros, but whatever, you get the point. You're going to get recipes, food source suggestions, but the big thing, I think one of the biggest things that you get out of coaching is obviously accountability, like I just said, but of course also, kind of like I said, the planning ahead is you have a lot of your plan. Now you, yes, have to then decide, okay, how am I actually going to implement this? And like, you've got to get the food and all of that, but you just have to execute the plan. Um, so it takes a lot of the thought and effort off of you. You don't have to overthink, when am I going to need to adjust my food and all of that. Um, so yeah, that was number five, though, is accountability. If you want to get an accountability partner or whatever, like, that's cool. But I find a lot of people also need guidance along with the accountability. Um, so those are my five easy ways to improve dietary adherence. I hope that that was helpful. And if you're a coach, hopefully that was helpful for your clients. Um, coaches, I also work with coaches. So um, if you are wanting some help on your own journey or just somebody to kind of hold you accountable to your, you know, your goals, um, I also let coaches ask me questions about their clients and their check-ins. So just a note, because I know that some coaches do listen to my podcast, um, but of course, like, any, any lifestyle goal I take on too, whether that's improving just overall health, losing body fat, building muscle, 
whatever it is, I'll put the link um, in the show notes. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys in the next one.